Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, bracing for Ian, a hurricane gaining strength and taking aim at Florida. Millions now rushing to prepare ahead of the storm. Al's got the latest forecast. Plus, collision course right now. A NASA spacecraft is barreling toward an asteroid millions of miles away, about to crash into it on purpose. Why this mission is so important and could it really help save our planet someday? Then, hanging with the bros. There haven't been many movies like this that are getting this type of support from a major studio. We'll hear from the cast and give you a first look at the groundbreaking rom-com, and we'll go inside the game with the sideline star. The Denver Broncos mascot, Thunder, Al Roden. That's all I have today, Monday, September 26th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good Monday morning to you. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig Melvin, Dylan Dreyer, Chanel Jones is here. Yes, uh, and the week is off to a busy start, folks. Mm. We are uh, going to start with the Gulf Coast because they are on high alert there because of Hurricane Ian. Yeah, my mom lives outside of Tampa, so mm. she's been asking closely for those forecasts. Uh, the entire state of Florida is actually under a state of emergency. Millions of people are rushing to prepare. They're filling those sandbags. Store shelves are pretty much bare in some places as people stock up on essentials and generators, too. In fact, there are already long lines at gas stations, too, and Ian is still days away. So Al is on the road this morning, but let's check in with him for the very latest on the storm and its projected path. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. So, yeah, we're watching this uh, because, again, we still have to worry about this path, but let's show you what we do know. Right now, Category 1 storm, 90 miles west-southwest of Grand Cayman, 75-mile-per-hour winds moving northwest at 14 miles per hour. The track, you can see right now, because of that, we've got hurricane warnings for parts of western Cuba, just, uh, tropical storm warnings for the Keys, and hurricane watches for west-central Florida. Comes across as a Category 3 storm for Cuba Tuesday morning, and then as stays a Category 4 storm as it approaches Florida, drops to a 1, coming, making landfall, we think right now, north of Tampa sometime early Friday morning. American model takes it further west. The European model further to the east. There's about a 75-mile gap between the two. There's a significant spread in the model forecast. There's steering currents weakening by midweek. So here's the issue. We're going to just have to continue to watch this. We do know it has been a hundred years since a hurricane hit Tampa directly, but the storm surge, you don't have to have a direct hit to cause big problems. Five to eight feet along that central Florida coast, four to seven feet as you get down to Fort Myers. Heavy rain anywhere from eight to ten inches in west central Florida could be almost a foot and a half of rain. And guys, there's a study that shows uh, that if you had a category one storm hit 
uh, Tampa, one in nine homes would have some sort of flooding. So wow. we have to really watch this. The other big problem, this thing may slow down as it approaches the Florida coast, and that could be really catastrophic. So uh, we're just going to have to continue to watch, continue to uh, monitor, and uh, because the, the, the weak stirring currents uh, cause a lot of inconsistencies right now. So we're just going to have to watch and wait. Okay. Yeah, for the best for them. All right. Thank you, Al. We're going to check back in with Al in just a minute. Uh, switching gears to NASA now, actually changing its plans because of Hurricane Ian, delaying its Artemis 1 launch that was planned for this week. But today, NASA is focused on a different type of mission. The agency is going to intentionally crash a spacecraft into an asteroid millions of miles away. They're doing this because they're testing their ability to redirect one, just in case there's ever one on a path threatening Earth. For more on this historic attempt, we have the head of science at NASA, Dr. Thomas Zerbukin. Uh, Dr. Z, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, you know, this is an experiment. It's one of its one of a kind. Uh, I just find this so fascinating as you try to knock this asteroid off course. First of all, uh, why do we need a method of defense like this? And is this safe, like in the grand scheme of things, to mess with space this way? Uh, so first and foremost, we just saw these uh, hurricane forecasts, and so much of that comes from space, from a tool set that we built uh, here at NASA together with our sister agencies, and we're so proud of that. And just like we're protecting lives on Earth here with hurricane forecasts, we want to do the same by having a tool in our toolbox to really help uh, uh, humanity here. Yes, it's safe. There's no uh, chance that this body will hit the Earth, but we want that tool to actually help just in case. D Dr. Z, how will we know if, if, if this works? <laughs> That's true. So you see this graph up there where you see a small body, uh, dimorphous, uh, going around a bigger body. And the yeah. small body, if you just want to uh, scale, is about two and a half times the Empire State Building in, in scale. Oh. And it's going around it as we're hitting it head on with 15,000 miles per hour. Oh we will slow it down a little bit. And so kind of that time it takes for rotation will slow down by a minute, up to three minutes and so forth. That's how we'll know. Wow, and I'm sure you'll keep us posted when you yeah. do it. While we have you, I also want to ask you about NASA's Artemis One flight. It was supposed to launch this week, and it's now being potentially rolled back a third time. Can you quickly talk about the factors that go into making that decision? Yeah, for us, of course, the highest priority is always the health of our people and that property as well, right? Kind of the safety of the property. And what the team has done, and I think exactly the right way, is taking the best input they could get from that. National Hurricane Center, and then also just really uh, kind of the, the kind of state of the hardware that's out there on the pad. And they're trying to make a decision. I think as we speak right now, the team is convening and kind of trying to chart a path forward as they look at the most recent forecasts. So when is the next window that we could see the launch happen? So it depends, right? If we roll back, uh, the next window is kind of in the late uh, November because we, what we want to do is is get back, kind of redo all the systems, you know, the launch abort system, the ones that keeps all the population safe just in case of an emergency as well. Uh, also, the, the hardware, just really look at it, check it one more time. And then, of course, the moon needs to be in the right part of the sky for us to hit it. So it's late November. Uh, if we roll back, uh, if we don't roll back, it's kind of early, uh, uh, you know, 
early this uh, uh, month, kind of early October, we have another uh, shot on goal, so to say. So, so that's where we are uh, at this moment in time. As as we said, uh, perhaps in a, a few hours we'll we'll know the path forward, which way. Uh, we're taking, as they say, if there's a fork in the road, take it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know you guys are being very careful. Dr. Zabukin, thank you so much, and good luck with everything you guys have going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thanks for your interest. Absolutely. Uh, of course, you can catch live coverage of the DART asteroid crash. <laughs> An asteroid crash. This is wild. You can catch that tonight, beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern on NASA TV. Right. It's like something out of a movie. Yeah. I just hope they don't bump this asteroid and then knock something Like, knocks another asteroid out of it. That's what I'm worried about. Let's but I'm sure they're watching. NASA's it. got it covered. <laughs> got it covered. I, I trust NASA. All right. Uh, now to our series Inside the Game. This is where we go behind the scenes of the NFL. So we're going to go back out to Denver. That's where Al is, hanging out with the Broncos cheerleaders. Also, Miles the mascot. But Mr. Roker, you, you, got the, you got the chance to meet the team's other official mascot. You might say the main attraction on the sidelines there last night. Uh, Thunder, is that right? <laughs> That's right, Thunder, a 15-year-old Arabian, purebred Arabian uh, stallion. And every week, the big highlight here at Empower, Empower Field at Mile High Stadium is Thunder. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, Thunder's got to get all glammed up. Baby powder. Huh. Uh, his, his trainer, Annie, uses baby powder huh. and baby oil oh. to kind of help shine him up. Then there's, we've got, it's constantly getting brushed. Uh, they put a little baby oil on his snout and around his <laughs> eyes just to bring out the highlights. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing we do with Craig. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. And so, Craig and Lindsay right. going to date. Right, a little baby powder. <laughs> baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> let's not expand on that That's visual, not. please. Let's That's just not. let's just move on. Al, you actually got some insight. They didn't... He's cracking himself. Up. He can't contain himself. They they actually the thin air out there. No, I'm I'm thinking about I'm thinking about you putting baby oil on yeah. before going out with Lindsay. I'm trying not to think of it. That's why I'm trying to move on. Like, but I like you to just dwell in the moment. For Go a back to the horse. Go back to the horse. Um, Hey, Al, this has actually been going on for like 30 years. Um, this, But with that much baby yes. oil and that much baby powder, mm -hmm. this must be kind of expensive, huh? Yeah, I got to tell you. In fact, uh, this thunder, there have been four thunders. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary. And uh, it's a, he he. It costs about forty thousand uh, dollars just for you know to get him all ready and get, for transport and stuff like that. But if he goes a week, but if he goes to a Super Bowl, uh, we're talking about a uh, hundred thousand wow. uh, dollars to the point where. And here's the great. Here's one of the reasons why the last Super Bowl they had to FedEx Thunder. Oh. Uh, they actually have a special container, and wow. then they, they, they put him in the plane last uh, and, and fly him to the location. Wow. So Annie, that's Annie there who, uh, who trains him? him, and they actually... They fly with him, and okay. that's the, the the amazing thing. So, uh, and if you absolutely, positively have to get a horse there overnight, <laughs> you go with FedEx. There you go. Hey, you've had a, I know you've had a, a fun trip there. What was your favorite behind-the-scenes moment with Thunder? 
you know, just just kind of wa you know, watching everything that goes on to get him ready. Uh, you know, they come at two and a half hours before uh, the game. They, they he has his own stall down there. Uh, and then I got to actually sit on Thunder. I did not ride Thunder. I sat on Thunder. And it's it's a really great feeling. But he, he signs autographs. Well, Annie signs the autographs. He just uh, uh, agrees with them. And then when he takes off, uh, to begin the game, it's really pretty impressive. Uh, but but it, and his owner Sharon uh, has the uh, glamorous duty. She follows behind with a shovel, uh, oh, just yeah. in case. Just in case something happens. Kind of like we do with you here. What? In the studio. Oh, and give up show business? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, by the way, so, can you tell uh, the again, cheerleaders? Big thanks to yeah. Just thank the cheerleaders behind Go you. Ahead. They're standing there so attentively. Just let them know that we see them, too. Yeah, uh, uh, Chanel wants to thank you all That's for right. everything you've done. Well, you may as well, yeah, give a little. Yeah, there, there you And, go. of course, Miles with the, with the big cup of coffee. There cup you of go. winning Thanks. right there. Do you believe, believe it or not, i got to show Miles has a skateboard. That's what? how good Miles is. Hold, wow, this thing is heavy. Miles, Miles has a skateboard. Wow. Look at this thing. Miles is hip. Wow, yeah. right? There you go. Okay, don't do it. That's it. Thank you. We need you. All right. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm right. not going to do it. I'm <laughs> not going to so do much. it. We Bye, guys. Busy man out there between the hurricane and a lot going covering on. all of that all right. thunder. So uh, thank you so much. By the way, you do not want right, to kids. miss next week's Sunday night football matchup. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will take on Tom Brady and the Bucks. You can watch the game Sunday at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. All right. Up next, though, a really important today's checklist. We're answering some common questions about prostate cancer. And then a little bit later in our series, The Upside, a family business that is blooming. How one woman's flower dreams became a reality thanks to her loved ones. Third hour of today, right back after this. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. September is Prostate Awareness Month, so this morning on today's checklist, we're going to talk about prostate health. And here to tell us about the symptoms, screening, and more, Dr. Cedric McFadden, board-certified colorectal and general surgeon. Good to have you back, sir. Good to be here. So, I mean, let's just start with the prostate. What is the prostate? What, what function does it serve in our body? So the prostate is a small, very small almond-shaped structure that sits, and it helps with 
reproduction, right? Okay. It supplies some of the fluid that assists with reproduction. And it can lead to prostate cancer in probably one out of eight men in the United States. I didn't realize it was as small as an almond. Yeah, it's, it's pretty small. It can get larger as you get older. In fact, in most men, it does get larger. It's one of the rites of passages. But if it's enlarged, that doesn't necessarily mean you have prostate cancer, right? It does not. Okay. And it can create symptoms that can be confused with prostate cancer in certain people. But it does not mean, if it's enlarged, that it is cancerous. Who's, who's at risk? Who's most at risk? Well, generally speaking, all men are at risk. And in the United States, one out of eight men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. And there are some things that can make it more likely that you will develop prostate cancer. Those are called risk factors. One of the ones that you can't control is advancing age. This is a disease that affects men of a certain age, over the age of 50. But there are others. If you have a family history of prostate cancer, it more than doubles your risk oh, wow. of getting prostate cancer. African Americans have some of the highest risk of prostate cancer. And not only that, they generally diagnosed at earlier ages, more advanced disease, and have a higher risk of dying. If there's a family history of other genetically grouped cancers like colorectal cancer, yeah. breast cancer, gastric cancer, that can increase your risk. And certainly there's a group of negative lifestyle factors that maybe have more of a loose relationship like smoking and obesity. Okay. And Dr. McFadden, there aren't always symptoms for prostate cancer, but what are some of them? They generally revolve around difficulty with urination, whether okay. it's trouble urinating or maybe it involves more frequent urination, especially at night. Mm -hmm. There can be blood in the urine and in more advanced cases, it can lead to back and hip pain. Now that's when it's spread to other areas, oh. but here's the key. Just because you have these symptoms, it doesn't mean you have prostate okay. cancer, Okay, but right? worth maybe looking into. It's certainly a red flag. Okay. Let's talk about when men should start screening. It seems like it's been changing, or we've heard the, the age got a little younger, or no? Well, it's it's certainly younger if you're high risk. So okay. if you have a family history, or if you're African American, you should begin screening at 45. Okay. In the 50s for most men, average 50s. risk. But here's the key. Okay. Most men avoid and really don't want this test because of the dreaded exam. Most yeah. people think it's the finger exam, but the U American Urologic Association recommends just a PSA. It's a simple blood test. It's a blood it's test. It's a blood test that okay. can be checked. That even if it's high, it doesn't mean you have prostate cancer. It needs to be followed. There may be more testing maybe okay. biopsies, and something that can be evaluated over time. All right, quickly, let's end on treatment. Um, what does that entail? So prostate cancer, you know, one size doesn't fit all, right? Uh, when we think of cancer, most people have a dread about the word sure. cancer. This is a particular type of cancer that may not need any treatment at all you may just actually monitor it over time to see how it influences, especially if you're considering the potential risk of some of the medications or treatments okay. that you're going to be offered. It may be unwarranted. Okay. So you consider if you have local disease, limit it to the prostate, procedures such as surgical, cryotherapy, which is a procedure where you freeze or burn the prostate, mm -hmm. or radiation. If it's spread, we're talking chemotherapy and other medications that lower testosterone that can feed prostate. But there is hope. Most men with prostate cancer, 98% 98 of people with prostate cancer are alive in five years. Oh, that's a blessing. So there is hope. Okay. That's the good news. All right, and we're talking about it, yeah. which is important. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Thanks thank for you. having me. Thank you so much. Okay, just ahead, meet the woman who left Wall Street for the farm, how her family helped make her flower dreams become reality. Then later, a first look at the groundbreaking movie Bros. Joe Fryer sits down with the cast when the third hour of today comes right back. This morning in our series, The Upside, we are visiting one beautiful family business. It's a flower farm in Massachusetts that was just once a seed of an idea. But thanks to the one woman's loved ones, it has now grown into something special. Flowers to me, it just makes people happy. It's 
food for the soul. Tucked away in the woods of Upton, Massachusetts is a childhood dream come true. In elementary school, when the teacher would ask, like, draw a picture of your dream job, and I drew myself picking strawberries. In a way, I knew I really, really, really wanted to farm. Got some monster bushes over here. Grace Lamb and her employees are up with the morning dew, picking, priming, and packing dahlias, the farm's signature flower. It's becoming a jungle in here. I think we're growing 240 varieties, but there's... Drop in the bucket. Yeah, that's nothing compared to how many dahlias are out there in the universe. It's a love for tending plants cultivated at a young age in a multi-generational immigrant family. I was the one that really enjoyed helping my mom and my grandma out in the garden. That early farming fantasy was lost to the realities of adulthood. Grace went to school for finance and took a lucrative job on Wall Street. I was a equities sales trader. Just didn't fulfill me deep inside. So after four years, when Grace's team was downsized. I was out of my apartment in two weeks and I found a job at a farm. I think we all knew deep down that Grace's place was out here in the dirt. From day one, the farm was a family affair. Grace's brother Lee joined her full time. Duped. Yeah. Totally duped. Well, he's always really good at building things. He was actually the sucker, the easiest one to get. <laughs> Five Fork Farms blossomed with the help of her four older siblings and parents. Grace went from her mother's backyard to 38 acres. I don't think Five Fork would have worked, at least in this iteration, if it wasn't our family. The inn is on the right. Grace's father is a fan favorite at the farm, delivering flowers and ushering customers to their farm stand. He sees the business as an opportunity he never got growing up in Cambodia. My wife and I, we grew up having little family life because of our parents have to make livings. We absolutely don't want our children to live the life like we did. Ten years later, the farm is thriving. Their loyal customer base that's turned into family makes sure the flowers sell out every year. I would say that's what keeps us going. For sure. The joy and happiness that they bring to people's lives. I need to make sure they have that. The family grows the most amazing flowers I've ever seen in my life. It's like an outing for the kids, beautiful flowers for mom. The weather has proven to be an unruly and unpredictable business partner, forcing the lambs to adapt. We've had some sort of weather-related record every season so far. This season in particular, the major drought. And heat. Total 180 from last year. Despite Mother Nature, Grace is still planting her roots. How many times have I quit? Quits about once a year, at least. <laughs> With her family joining every step of the way. It doesn't seem, at least to me, like work. You just keep on going. Man, they are so beautiful, and the family is beautiful, too. Grace hopes that the farm can become a place where the community comes together mm. to enjoy nature, a conversation, or a good meal. And 
And we are so spoiled because we have fall favorite dahlias on set. These are beautiful. If you can believe it, these are just some of the 250 different varieties of dahlias that they grow. Um, the farm does only sell locally, so I wish um, we could ship them to you. I know. But, uh, you do have to go in person to see the 20 types of cut flowers that they grow throughout the year. So I'm they kind of sold. have a rotation throughout the year. These are beautiful. absolutely They're beautiful. Be they look fake. They look like they're made of they like, paper, you know, tissue paper, but they are just... They're real and they smell delicious. There's just something about fresh flowers. Years ago, a, a friend got me into, you know, even if you just buy them for yourself, just yeah. a few, when you walk into the house, there you go. Ironically, the ones yourself. right next to you are not real. I know, right? <laughs> These aren't the same. Well, beautiful, Dylan. Thank All you. All right, when we come back, a rom-com that's about more than just the last. Hear from the cast of Bros about their groundbreaking movie and the impact they hope it has. And then later, Quantum Leap star Raymond Lee is here there to tell us is. about Good Morning. Bringing back the classic show <laughs> in a whole new way. We'll be right back. It's been getting a lot of buzz for weeks. And this Friday, the movie Bros finally hits theaters. It's the first gay rom-com released by a major studio, our parent company, NBC Universal. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer sat down with several members of the cast. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. Yeah, this was fun. So, I mean, personally, I've been watching gay romantic comedies, gay comedies, gay romances for years, decades, actually. But they've always been smaller films that get very, very little promotion. So this really is historic. And on top of that, almost the entire cast is L. LGBTQ, including the six actors that recently gathered at Julius's bar here in New York to discuss bros. Oh my God, that's Aaron. He's very hot. In the rom-com family, bros is the newest sibling with a due date that many feel is long overdue. As I was driving here literally two blocks away, I see a cab, bros is on the top. There's a boy meets bro love story. What do you think when you see that? It's pretty exciting, you know? I mean, uh, there haven't been many movies like this that are getting this type of support from a major studio. What's going through everyone's mind days before the release? What I love and appreciate about this movie is, one, most people would probably immediately think it's a gay movie, right? Because it's telling a gay love story. But at the root, it's telling a love story. What kind of gay man says his favorite singer is Garth Brooks? That scares me. The movie centers around Bobby and Aaron, played by Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane. Yeah, you cool, whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. It's good. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. McFarlane is no stranger to rom-coms. The out actor has played the straight leading man in many a Hallmark holiday film. But bros is new ground. He recently took his mom to a screening. I was nervous. My mom got to see me fall in love with a man. What was her reaction? I'm gonna get a little teary-eyed, but my mom, you know, she was there with my family, and they all had tears in their eyes, and they gave me a big hug, and um, we had a little cry together. And then she had notes, a lot of Yeah. <laughs> and Luke, will you be returning to the winter wonderland of Hallmark movies then? They're very, very eager to sort of develop something with me moving forward. I do have one coming out this Christmas. I'm doing one called Angry Gay Snowman. Yeah. No! Eichner wrote Bros with Nicholas Stoller, who directed Neighbors and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And the movie's produced by Judd Apatow, the guy behind mega hits like Trainwreck and Bridesmaids. Bros has a lot in common with those movies, along with some key differences. The cast is almost entirely LGBTQ, including those who make up the fictional board of directors for a new LGBTQ museum. Jim Rash, Miss Lawrence, T.S. Madison, and Dot Marie Jones. But instead of the blue whale, it's a lesbian. 
Oh no. Yeah, uh -uh. okay. Well, yeah. We should be able to star in our own stories. And the fact that we're all LGBTQ means we can sit here and also make fun of each other. Yeah. yeah. This is Bisexual Awareness Week and no one has acknowledged it. The fighting was real. I only have two levels, yeah. one and 11. Yeah. <laughs> no one is mentioning it. There's also diversity within the LGBTQ community, which, I mean, TS, that's an important part of this too, right? Yes, it, it is very much important. As a trans person of color, we have to be able to see ourselves. We're like a family, yeah. and we are all in this community, and we all relate. Maybe straight people can watch a gay couple fall in love and cry with them and laugh with them too. And understand that it is a human experience. Well, and then understand that it's no different. No I was struck, like many, by a monologue you give during the movie where you say, I was always too gay, or I was always too niche, or I made people uncomfortable. And you say, when LGBTQ people hear that enough, they actually start to believe it. Where did that come from? Was that based on your real experience? Yeah. That monologue is, without giving it away, it's just my way of saying, Yes, this is a celebratory moment. Bros is historic and it's mainly a comedy, but let's for one second address why it took so long and what the struggle has been that we've all triumphed over. And I do love that he used the word triumph there because that's really what this is. The cast recently went to a screening at the Toronto Film Festival. That was really their chance to hear a big audience, 1,700 people in one theater laughing at the movie all at once. An unforgettable experience. Remember that sitting in the theater when everyone was laughing yeah. all at once? So, again, thanks to the folks at Julius for having us for that interview. Bro, it's theaters Friday. Well, I, I, mean, I, I laughed out loud just it, watching yeah. that. It is funny. It, it really is in the same vein as like the train wreck and those mm -hmm. types of movies. It's funny. It's a little inappropriate. Don't want to right. take the kids to it. Right. It's really heartfelt. It's lovely. Well done, Joe. Yeah, Thank you. Job. Thanks for that. Uh, up next, Quantum Leap is back. Al Roker picked the terrible thing out We've got Raymond Lee hey. here to tell us about this new version of the wildly popular classic sci-fi series. Third hour today, right back after this. You're an excellent waiver. <laughs> We are back with an actor who's taking a big leap in his latest role. It's been about three decades, can't believe it, since uh, the Emmy and Golden Globe winning series Quantum Leap went off the air. Now it is back with a whole new team. Raymond Lee stars as physicist Ben Song, who, thanks to the Quantum Leap accelerator, finds himself time traveling into other people's bodies. Each time he has to help that stranger, while his team back in 2022 tries to help. And they never know where he will end up. Hi. And Raymond is with us this morning. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Absolutely. so excited to be here. I caught the first episode. It, it's fantastic. I, I grew up watching Quantum Leap. Awesome. Scott Bakula loved the show. Yes. Folks who watch this iteration of it, what can they expect? Um, basically, a brand new take on it. Uh, all the rules are the same. The mythology holds. Mm -hmm. uh, the leaper leaps back in time. But the algorithm, a lot, a lot has happened in 30 years, and the algorithm has been improved upon. The technology is greater. Yeah. Uh, since then, iPhones have been created, oh, so you yeah. can only imagine what's happened in the quantum world. That's so awesome. uh, there's an entire team at headquarters now that wasn't present in the original that is there to support my character in his leaps. Mm -hmm. it's, so I thought it was interesting how, when you first started considering this role, you didn't even think of yourself as the lead, right? You, you know, it's, yeah, character. it's hard because those roles weren't presented to me, mm -hmm. uh, at least in television and film. I definitely got to do it in theater, but it's, it's hard to see that, you know, uh, whatever's incoming, 
as far as auditions go, it's it's a shock when when something like like this presents itself. Yeah. So yeah. I always wonder when you have shows where the ads are everywhere, what it's like for you guys to see your face everywhere. Oh, you know it's, I mean? it's, it's bonkers. It's, it's, it's so bonkers. cool. Yeah. I can't imagine. But. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, Look we made, yeah. You're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your family think? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and Thirty Rock too. Yeah. Have you seen yourself across the street yet? I would. No, I haven't. I I, I just landed, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was important for me to share it with my family because we we do this together. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's it's, and everyone knows that it's not Aww. a journey taken by myself, and yep. and I need the support of them, and so it was very important to share that moment with them. And uh, you know, I I was speechless. My daughter, she hadn't had her ice cream that that How we promised she? her. She's three and a half. Three and a half. So I don't know at what age they start to grasp the concept of yes. this but all I remember her was saying what are you doing up there daddy yeah very confusing is it true that one of your children has started acting no 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 but so maybe she oh, just start, just start to understand the concept of you being in it yeah yeah yes. I mean she could I mean I'll take her on auditions with yeah, me yeah put her know. in an ice cream commercial but there was yeah. something in the trailer yeah. that confused her um <laughs> yeah what, what was it when I was kissing our lovely co-star, oh. my lovely co-star, Caitlin Best, she's like, that's Whoa. not mommy. Oh! <laughs> yeah. How explain She was like, daddy, Yeah, dog. yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretend. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, oh, that's but really yeah, funny. yeah. That actually, I've never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. From a child's perspective. Yeah. That's mommy. Yeah, we were stomped. We didn't realize that that was what would get her. <laughs> Maybe you should have given her a heads up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Um, you're also on the big screen in Top Gun, uh, mm -hmm. Maverick. What was that whole experience like? And I mean, how does it feel to be part of such a huge movie? Movie. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the entire experience. It's not every day where you get to learn from the best of the best and then you get to be around the best of the best. And, I, you know, I've been fortunate to have a lot of great number ones in my life. And Tom Cruise is the ultimate number one. So yeah. for me, it was very important just to be a part of that project. Yeah. I mean, it was it's an experience that one would pay great money for. And the fact that I was there to be a part of it in any way was was just uh, wow. it's a pinch me moment every day. That's awesome. Yeah, Raymond Lee. Raymond, you're so darn likable. Oh, 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 good. Come back off. <laughs> Stop okay. kissing people that aren't mom. <laughs> yeah. You can catch Raymond Lee in a new episode of Quantum Leap tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central on NBC. That's awesome. All right, up next, we're going to find out what's buzzing online in our series. This is today, including the newest food trend. Have you heard of the butterboard? Oh, I want Raymond. Butter have you board. heard of the butterboard? Butterboard. Uh, it's not yeah. bad. It's a Butter. We'll explain. Butter. Oh. When we it's come not... right back, we'll explain. Mm -hmm. And you can try. Yes, Fascinating. Put other stuff on top yeah. of it. Like butter. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.
We are back with another edition of This Is Today, where we highlight some of the top trending and buzzworthy stories on today.com. And here with what we need to know is Today Digital Editorial Director Ariana Davis. And if you want to read more on any of these stories, just scan that QR code at the bottom of your screen. Ariana, good morning. Good morning. Hi, guys. I have been seeing this thing all over the internet, not just on today.com, but butterboards are huge right mm. now. Yeah, butterboards are apparently the new charcuterie board. So it's essentially this idea uh, Josh McFadden is a chef who put this oh, in his cookbook it? in 2017, but TikTok is all over it right now. Oh, and I you think it's a genius idea. Yeah, I mean, you're basically spreading butter on a charcuterie board and putting anything you want on top, like flaky salt, onions, anything mm, you want to dip your it. bread or, or whatever you want into it. This is it. a cacio e pepe butter board. Yeah, and the, and the idea is that you want to make it beautiful for TikTok or Instagram, because, you know, if you didn't Instagram it, mm. it didn't happen. But the idea is basically Good. it's a new charcuterie board. Now, this is all the rage on TikTok, but we have to give credit. Alejandra Ramos was here on the show in June. Oh. She made these butter boards. So you know I think what? she might have right. actually kicked off the trend. We got to give credit. I forgot We're about that. Yeah, but now now it's really a trend because TikTok says When we were so. little, we got in trouble. We took, it was like country crock or something. We put oh. sugar on top of it and got spoons. Oh. And we just oh. ate it like it was like Kansas, Kansas, <laughs> Kansas. Yeah, anyway. but make sure you might want to also add a little knife so that everyone's mm -hmm. not double dipping. Like, like we're like doing a, right now. Yeah, like, like. I was about to go in for the double dip, but yeah. All right, your no. question's next, Dylan. I'm going to pick No, I just did my question. No, you, no. Chanel, you're Oh, you're it's next. my turn. That's you're right. next, Chanel. Chanel, <laughs> you're up. So there was this story. We were talking about the fact, you know, we all have kids. There was a story about a new parenting trend. Mm -hmm. It's called sittervising. I'm going to explain what is. So sittervising is basically the, the concept that you don't have to constantly be engaged in playing with your kids. So you don't have to sit down and play dinosaurs oh, or, or block. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can, you can just like sit nearby, make sure your kid is safe, mm -hmm. and let them play by themselves. I think that's it's the best. It's a very novel concept, but experts do say that it's a good way to make sure that your kids develop independence mm -hmm. and that they can hang out on their own. I, f I don't have kids, but I feel like yeah. I would no, sit by. I would say yeah. don't interrupt while they're playing. Let their brain do their thing. You don't yeah. always have to jump in. Exactly. So we say yes to this trend. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, this next question seems odd as I sit over a, a, a butter board, but we like to talk about health and wellness here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, when we're not eating butter. The stretching story got a lot of attention on, on the website. How much, how often you should stretch? Yeah, so on today.com, we have our Start Today 30-day uh, challenges. Every month, we have a challenge to help you live a better, healthier life. Okay. September is all about stretching and how you can make stretching a habit. So we published the story about stretching and basically the idea of if you really want to experience better flexibility and mobility, you should, experts say, be stretching at least two to three times a week and making sure that you're stretching before and after any rigorous workouts and that if you are stretching, Spend about 60 seconds on each stretch at a time. I'm I guilty. I don't stretch. You can? I cannot. You still can't. Still can't. That's I what we talked about. Stretching. Time to work on the flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> I would also add foam rolling as well. It's, oh, foam rolling is, fancy. is, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mercury is in retrograde. Oh. We've heard that, but what does it mean? I believe mercury, it now. Not only is Mercury in retrograde, but there are six planets in retrograde right now. So things are about to get a little crazy. So oh. when planets are in retrograde, <laughs> it basically means that um, a planet is to our eye and appears to be moving backwards, which basically okay. Basically means astrologically, we're going to start feeling the effects of that planet even more than usual. Negatively so, or negatively or positively. Okay. Mercury is all about communication, so that's why when we say Mercury is in retrograde, you may have problems in your relationship with communication, mm. or you forget a password. Um, but with all I these other planets, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that happens a lot with Mercury. But there are six planets in retrograde until this Sunday, the 
second. So Ooh, I'm just going to go to bed till Sunday. Yeah, I mean, well, Neptune <laughs> says that you'll have actually more intense dreams. So I, Neptune, I have, have oh, don't even begin to say We'll talk about it Tuesday, <laughs> not oh the rails. Because we'll, yeah, yeah. So it, Jupiter is another one you'll experience a lot at work. So each planet has their own, their own association. Wait, now we're, we're out of time. Craig, did I not tell you? Remember I told you I was dreaming the other day? Okay. You anyway. did. That's true. Okay. Well, we're out of time, but we what, have flying. What's, what's the story oh, with the flying? Yes. So it's Hispanic Heritage Month, and we did a deep dive on today.com into leche con ensalada, which is basically sweetened condensed milk. And it's an ingredient that's really popular in a lot of Latin culture. Thank you, Ariana. Today.com. Sorry, we got excited about the flying. I know. And tomorrow here on the third hour, we're going to tell you how you can trim that tax bill. Nice. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, million-dollar listings. Josh Flagg on mastering the art of negotiation. You're going to be on, aren't you, Philip? Yes, I'm filling in for Hoda this morning. Okay, so I'll see you in like a second. Bye-bye. Have a great day. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.